When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Inc. Joyce, we're back here on a Sunday night doing this again. Yeah, and I'm back on the East Coast. I see that. I can so. tell from your couch and the pillows. Do you like my Twin Peaks log pillow? Yes. yes. Yeah. Did you miss uh, it last week? We just we just watched the Critics' Choice Awards, Joyce. They have well, you did. I actually did not watch it at all. I watched it all uh, from a, a feed in Philadelphia. Uh, from, oh from wow, Philadelphia. yeah, because you you cut the cord. I you did, and you know what was hard? Uh, finding how to watch this on TV. Yeah, because you know what? I realized like even if I were still in LA, which I could have been, because TCA is still going on, yes. I would not have been able to watch it because it wasn't live coast to coast. No, it was live. It was on KTLA, I believe, live. Are you sure? Yes, they do it live at four <laughs> o'clock on KTLA. They, they but that was just a red carpet, though. No, I think they do the whole show. It's not okay. taped late because I know in the past they have not done it live. But while we're dunking on the the, the <laughs> show, uh, we could talk about Seth Rogen, who came out uh, to give out the best comedy award. Joyce, and I saw past, I saw the jokes on Twitter. Years past, and Seth Rogen has come out in the recent times. He's dunked on the idea of having an award show during COVID, all while he attends the show, doesn't wear a mask, and is uh, joking about how everybody's going to get COVID. We maybe saw that at the Golden Globes because multiple people did not come to this show uh, because they had COVID, including Jamie Lee Curtis and Colin Farrell. And uh, Brendan Gleeson and Michelle Pfeiffer, who I don't know if she was. Yeah, it was a super spreader, just like how the BAFTAs were super spreader last year. So, uh, but Seth Rogen came out and dunked on the idea. One of the things the, the Critics' Choice Awards this year finished right at ten o'clock on the East Coast uh, because they gave out two awards at once. They would have presenters come out and go, "Here are the winners for Best Supporting Actor and Actress on a TV Drama or Comedy." or yeah or. and then they had like both winners on stage at the same. Again, I did not see this. Yes, but um. I, I just love the whole concept of it, and I almost don't even want to watch the clips. You should. You should watch the Cheryl Lee Ralph and uh, uh, Henry Winkler clips, because those are great. Because Henry Winkler was like, oh, man, this is awesome. And then he let Cheryl Lee Ralph have a great speech. And then he was like, how do you follow that? And then he did a good speech. And then they both came together at the end. That was like the platonic ideal of that. And then the other times, it was just very awkward, I felt like, and totally rushed. You know, a choice. And then they gave out a ton of words, obviously, going into the commercial breaks and all the critics on Twitter who were outraged that the Oscars would do this, then participate in a show that does that exact thing that the Oscars wanted to do. Just fun. Just a fun thing he would just throw out there. Yeah, but, you know, in uh, the Critics' Choice Awards defense, they have done this before. Yes. And no, they that, also have they a lot more categories. They have more than 23 categories because yeah. now it's combined or it has been With combined TV. film and TV. So I, I really liked when years ago, like a decade ago, the TV awards were separate and they were in the summer. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, but now they want all the stars of the show, Joyce. They want them sitting at the tables, mingling with the critics, the 500 members of the Critics' Choice Association. Uh, it's a great event. Everybody looked like they were having fun. A lot of selfies. But Seth Rogen came out, and here's what he said. That was weird, he said, of the uh, giving out two awards at once. Why did they do that? Are we crunched for time? Get another hour. It can't be that expensive. You know how I know that? The show airs at 4 p.m. on the CW. Um, you know, <laughs> what they did is still better than what they did to Tony Kushner 10 years ago. Yeah, when tell they me what happened. Out, they gave out, I don't know, I, I, I watched this ceremony 10 years ago. They gave out um, the screenplay awards during the commercial breaks, just like they did this year too, um, except they had them go up on stage to accept. So Tony Kushner still gave his speech. You just didn't see it on TV because it was during the commercial break. Um, so that was fine, whatever. Um, and then after that, they asked to um, for him to give his statuette back because they needed more statuettes to hand out to for the future categories. And Sally Field, there for Lincoln, this is for Lincoln. Um, she was so upset about this and she called them out, like Critics' Choice Awards out. And I think she vowed never to go again. Wow. But she, she was very upset. I have, so to they say, did Joyce, I have to say, I think the show has come a long way because I was, I, even though Seth Rogen, uh, who continued and, and dunked on the CW, uh, I'm not saying the CW is bad. I think but, this was back when they were still on A&E. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say the show was actually pretty fun. Uh, Chelsea Handler was the host. She was, you know, very traditional uh, yuck, yuck monologue in the front, making fun of things that people would make fun of and like, you know, getting laugh lines about James Corden and all those different things and talking about, you know, the difference between women directors and male directors is James Cameron got $2 billion to make Avatar and Sarah Polly shot women talking in a barn, you know, that kind of joke. It's like very traditional. And then the presenters were all very nice. Uh, and then they just gave out two awards at once, but they finished at 10 o'clock. I think Chelsea Handler said at the end, the first history in the history of award shows to finish on time, which maybe is true. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, those uh, CW affiliates news at 10, you know, yeah. Got to get it in there. You can't go 20 minutes over like the Globes. But no, um, no. I kind of forgot that she was hosting. Like I knew she was hosting, but I think because it was just her material, I guess, or just the way it was received, it was, it just seemed like it was just there. And like, I didn't see a lot of reactions to it. Like there was to draw Carmichael's at the Globes, you know, no. like, like either positive or negative. It was just like, she's just at, you know, the helm of the ship. Well, and yeah. Also the other thing they did different, I mean, Obviously, like all these hosts, like we know that they come out, they, they do their bits and then they're gone, basically, or they'll do uh -huh. like a few things during the show. Chelsea Handler really disappeared. I think she came back once and then gave out the final award, which was Best Picture. But it's a three-hour show. She maybe had 20 minutes of screen time, if that. So no uh, evisceration of Scientology or No, nothing like that. None, none of, the, none of those. This none is, of those this is, so I didn't miss anything. I was watching tennis, so got to... Australian uh, Open first day, so I can't, I can't, I can't choose the Globes or not the Globes Critics Choice over that. So, but I'll tell you what, you missed, you missed a significant, I would say, uh, moment in televised speeching because I thought we had a lot of great speeches, and for, especially from contenders that are like either fringe for a nomination or now maybe going to win an Oscar. But see, based you're on you're the speech. one who loves speeches, so it's good for you that you watch it. I don't really care yeah. about speeches. So, uh, so. I guess we'll go through the awards and then we'll do some, if you're still watching this and we're still awake, we'll do some BAFTA predictions later. Uh, and because that's coming up before we, because we're not going to talk again until the BAFTAs come out, Joyce. It'll be another data point before Oscar predictions. 
Yeah, but Oscar voting closes before BAFTA nominations. True, so. but at least gives us an idea maybe of like what it is. Oscar voting closes Tuesday, I believe, right? We're recording this Sunday night. Yes. Uh, so Everything Everywhere All at Once won five awards. Choice. Uh, some some outlets are saying four, but it actually won five because the fifth was Best Editing, which they gave out in a commercial break. So I'm not surprised some people missed it, but it won Best Editing, Best Screenplay, also a commercial break winner. Uh, Ki Kwan for Best Supporting Actor, Best uh, Director for The Daniels, and Best Picture. That's five. Um, nothing shocking in terms of the wins. So I was actually a little surprised uh, with the screenplay win, to be perfectly honest. Uh, so uh, Banshees of Inisherin completely shut out. We both had it winning screenplay. It felt like an easy screenplay win, but I guess the critics didn't love it, even though it has won a tremendous amount of critics. Well, I would prizes. say this group doesn't love it. <laughs> Colin Farrell's won how many critic groups uh, best actor wins? Um, it's in the teens, probably. I mean, like Brendan has, he's in second. I think he's probably, maybe this is like his 10th win maybe today. Uh, but yeah, definitely definitely, Colin is the the, the real critical favorite. But as I was saying last week, when we were doing our predictions, Critics' Choices' actual favorite is Brendan Fraser. Which we know, because yeah, obviously- we know that, because like the membership is like 90% of film Twitter. So here's the thing. The Critics' Choice Awards, I have these stats, because I had to do the live blog and the winner's list choice. They're great copy. You got to read it. It's awesome. I'm telling everyone. I'll do it right after this. Right yeah, definitely get on that. Google it, and you'll find it. Uh, but they, they match about 70% of the time. I think in the last 27 years- uh, 22 best directors have gone on to win 18 best actors, 15 best actresses, 17 supporting actors and 19 supporting actresses and 15 best pictures. So not great on best picture, maybe about 50% of the time, but everything else is pretty strong. So that means tonight we probably saw three or four Oscar winners, right? Now we know Kiu Kwan is going to win an Oscar. He won here tonight. He gave his great speech. I love that speech. It's a great one. He kind of gave it at the New York film critics circle where he was like, I'm not going to cry. So you you got like the preview, the rehearsal. It did. It was great. And it's a great, I, I have nothing negative to say about him or his performance or anything. I love him, love him He's winning. He's having great. the time of his life. I, I mean, you saw those photos at like AFI lunch and BAFTA tea just, the weekend. So. I mean, just the best. I, I love it so much. I hope he gets so many a great uh, Marvel and, and Disney opportunities after this beyond Loki. I want him in like um, everything. Yeah, he he. So I I also saw him and Michelle on Friday because yeah. they were at TCA for their show American Born Chinese in the morning before yes. they went to the AFI lunch, yeah. and then James Cameron did the opposite because he came for uh, Nacho later in the day. But um, yeah, he was you know again charming everyone like on the panel as well. He told the story about how he was um nervous about accepting the role on the show because he plays a character who was who a former a 90s star and on that TV show within the show, uh, he plays like a, a stereotypical Asian character. Mm -hmm. So he didn't want to perpetuate that. And then, so, he, and this was before Everything Everywhere came out. So he said that he told the producers, he's like, okay, if I accept this role and the show comes out and everyone hates me, please promise me you'll give me another job. And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. So That's great. Yeah. Uh, so he, he won Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Angela Bassett won Best Supporting Actress. Gave kind of a very similar speech to what she did at the Golden Globes. A a very incredibly- Did she read speech. from her phone? She didn't really read from her phone actually this time. But Paul Walter Hauser did. He honestly gave almost the same speech. Uh, Henry Winkler had the best line though because he was like, I didn't even expect to win so much. I didn't even get my shirt cleaned. I just hung it up. 
and I'm wearing the same shirt I wore to the Globes. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Angela Bassett won. Now that we're that's she's won two televised awards in a row. The logic there would be probably now a front runner for best supporting actress in the Jessica Chastain mode of no one else is here to take this. So I guess I will just be the front runner, kind of. That's what it feels like. To but me. like we had always pegged her for SAG anyway, even before she won the Globe. So so she's we gonna did. win three of these. And BAFTA then, will be the hardest for her. If she gets nominated BAFTA, I think that's gonna be a great sign. Yeah, BAFTA is also before SAG this right. year too but i don't i think like regardless of what happens about this she's gonna win sag she definitely would win sag i could see her if she gets nominated after i think that just shows to show that she'll win the oscar maybe but i guess we'll see and then uh the other winners were Kate blanchett for tar and brendan fraser for the whale both of which we got i got wrong i had michelle yo because i was just like they're gonna go wild for everything everywhere and they did everywhere except for missed actress i can't believe that wasn't a tie and then brendan fraser i had colin farrell winning and I really thought Austin Butler was going to win because of the the potential for a very dramatic and kind of like emotional speech following the death of Lisa Marie Presley, who died while they were still voting for the Critics' Choice Awards. And I was like, oh, that's a great TV moment. I bet you some people are going to try to like vote him in. Maybe it'll but be a tie. you know what also happened um, before voting closed? What? The Whale got a PGA nomination. So I think that maybe was a big boost. How many people waited until the last day to vote, which was Friday? Um to so, see how uh, all these other nominations and body awards bodies shook out. So I think there's a probably, like we said, it's 500 people is a lot of people and getting 500 people to agree on anything or come to a consensus is obviously impossible. You could have 10 people and you can't come to a consensus. But I know for, I know at least one voter who waited till Friday to vote, but only because this voter forgot to vote. And then was like, oh, and when I told him, I was like, voting closes tomorrow. <laughs> this voter was like, Do oh, they shit, not send out reminder vote. emails? Yes, he must have filtered those to spam because he did not vote. So he didn't, and he doesn't really follow this stuff as like, as an awards thing. He's voting it as like a, this is the stuff I liked to win. Do you, you know what he voted for? I know when he voted for best picture, he voted for RRR because okay. he loved RRR. That's it. Uh, so I was like, oh, so he's not going to vote. But I'm like, a lot of people probably either waited to the very end because either they were just lazy or forgot or were busy. I mean, I do know some people voted right when voting opened the week before sure so yeah. and then also probably some people who are like kind of like games and shipping it and trying to figure out we want to be a great oscar predictor let's wait till the pga to see so brendan fraser wins choice we've been waiting for him to give a, a speech because he has not really won anything he won some like you said some critics prizes but not a ton and not at the golden globes at all and there really and hasn't he wouldn't been, a have lot been of... there anyway to give a speech even if he had one right and then the Gotham Awards and stuff, not really televised, but he didn't win or whatever, you know, but there's like opportunities have popped up for him to give speeches that haven't materialized. So this is the first one he got to give. And it was a, people were uh, responding crying. like they do to the movie. It, yeah, weeping. Yeah. Weeping. And Brendan <laughs> Fraser to the point where I was like, I got to put him back in first maybe for best actor, Joyce. I think I might have to do it. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. I mean, have... I don't think anyone is shocked by you uh, having that reaction. I just was like, I just feel like people are going to watch it, watch his speech, and then be like, obviously, he's got to get win. You know, that kind of thing. How many people are going to watch that speech? I think people do watch it in the industry. I think that in the end, it doesn't, we know he's getting nominated, so it doesn't actually matter, right? I, I mean, I think it, it, like, I think they would watch the movie more than they would watch that speech. Like, obviously, the people in the room saw the speech, and right. they were weeping. Well, I do so... think the movie, obviously, has been, like, a big 
it's a it is the movie that people want to see whether they like it or not it's made um like- no because you know my my friend definitely does not want to see it <laughs> you have a friend who doesn't want to see it but the ticket sales would disagree because it's got made like 10 million no, I know, yeah it's it's like 10 million right now yeah no yeah. it's doing very well and pga uh, nomination um and it's really lucking out that those last couple slots in best picture are so tenuous like we have the locked seven and then those three spots up for grabs and this is the one that makes people cry we talked about this on friday and you said there's like literally could be 10 different movies for that seriously yeah those spots i think in the end you're right like the whale makes people cry and that will get it in so i do think it's getting a best picture nomination and now i'm like if it gets in for best picture one of the reasons i had said like for months or been all on austin butler and then also colin farrell as an opportunity as well was just because like those movies felt like the stronger movies but now i'm like the whale could get like six nominations, five nominations, which would make it just almost as strong as probably Elvis will be in the end. Um, I think it's still like the other two movies are still stronger than the whale. And um, I think they're also more beloved. I think the whale is just makes you the most emotional. So I want to ask you this, like we were talking about this, like, the whale definitely feels like the most polarizing, right? Obviously, because people do hate it, especially on like Twitter. People are not into this movie. Um, but I'm also like, the industry might just love it. Like maybe we're just- Oh yeah, like, no, yeah. It makes me, it's, it's like the coda effect, right? It makes me- They don't, cry. like, it's not polarizing. But, it's kind of like, they don't care. But I don't like, think I it, it. like, it's not, I don't think anything that happened tonight in terms of any of these winners changed anything really. Like, and then like him winning here again- not really that surprising because we know he is this group's favorite. Like they've been stumping for him since before the film even opened anywhere, right. like like at festivals in Venice, you know? Um, so I think he, uh, you know, the fact that like they're still, like, unlike last year when the ceremony moved to March because of COVID and after SAGs, they didn't go with their actual faves, which was Kristen Stewart because Jessica Chastain won SAG. So I think them still being in their normal time zone, time zone, time frame um, in January, like they feel like this is like, there is no like locked winner in best actor, right? You could say like, it's a, it is a three man race. Yeah. So it's them trying to plant the flag for him, like their actual favorite, which I think would have happened for Kristen Stewart if the Critics' Choice Awards were in January last year. Right. So I would say like, then to me, I'm like, this is a great help for Brendan Fraser because I thought the speech was great and the people in the room really did love him. And I think it's like yeah. a good opportunity. And like, I, again, like, I don't think it really, it's it's just more like, it's just reaffirming that he is still in this, which we already knew from the PJ nomination. Yes. We so, knew that he was in it, but I'm like, now I'm like, he's really in it. I think, I think there's like a definitely an affection for him. So here, like, are you going to switch to him for SAG then? Which is like, they will, they would definitely go for him. That's I that. actually probably will switch to SAG over Austin for him, for sure. It just feels like a SAG. The speech is designed to get SAG votes. He was basically like, I mean, you know, I'm a working actor. I've had, th- it took me 35 years to get up here. And like, that kind of thing is like going to resonate, I think, with an actor. So I do feel like he will win there. Yes. And then if yeah. he wins there and wins here and he's a BAFTA nominee, then does he just end up steamrolling in through the Oscars if it's a best picture? So are you going to, you're going to have him winning BAFTA too? He might. I have no idea. I mean, I think he that could. before SAG, remember. No, I know. I think he could, though. I mean, I thought Colin Farrell would win there, obviously, just because. But, like, you know, I, I still Colin probably do. Still win. 
BAFTA. I guess I would just, like the problem with the Colin Farrell perform uh, the the problem with it. Even though I and I would have I still have Austin Butler winning in my Oscar picks because I just am like I just feel like Colin Farrell would be a great winner. But it's not any, it's not anything seemingly like what they want to give an Oscar to, right? Because yeah, it's like I mean not, that's what we've always talked about, which is why it was already amazing that Colin was winning so many critics prizes, like yes. the regional critics, which right. you would think would favor Brendan or Austin, but then Austin was just winning breakthrough stuff. Right. So it was like Austin was doing breakthrough stuff, and then maybe it's possible that like Brendan and Austin were like kind of splitting the massive transformation uh yeah vote. i mean that's the other thing like austin could still eat into brendan's vote and like it's also biopic right so maybe colin still win. i mean i like i said i love colin farrell to win an oscar and the speech would be great but this was a great speech for brendan fraser he nailed it i thought it was like really well done uh and then michelle yo and kate blanchett you know this was like what you were saying there like clearly they all love kate. i mean kate blanchett is almost undeniable so I think they would have loved to have tied this because I feel like everyone on film Twitter loves Michelle Yeoh. This, I mean, you would have expected it to go to Michelle just because you know they love everything everywhere, obviously. It won right. five other awards. But I think this has always been Michelle's issue, so to speak. Like there are other avenues um, for people to award this movie. Obviously, he like done, dusted. And then it can win Best Picture, <laughs> it can win Director, it can win Original Screenplay, it can win Editing, you know? And it doesn't feel like you, I guess, like people, like if you're voting that way, it doesn't feel like you you need to vote this extra category for it. Right. Whereas like Tar has always been seen as a Kate Blanchett thing. Like this is the place to award the movie she is the movie she's in every single frame of the movie mm -hmm. um and i think it's also a testament to just how strong and revered that performance is by kate you know right. and i think like if it weren't for you know everything everywhere and like th this little movie that blew up and michelle also having this narrative i think there wouldn't even be a question about Kate steamrolling the season. No, I mean, it's like, we I, I we said this for like minute one. It's like fully Daniel Day-Lewis and like Lincoln style or like there will be blood to me. Yeah, and I think people are kind of, it's like, uh, yes, it is going to be her third Oscar in a short-ish time frame. Um, I also do love that she was basically in her speech, like telling people not to award her like Frances McDormand style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was definitely like, this is silly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why Why are we doing this? Um, yeah, I think she'll win too, honestly. I don't, I, I feel like if, like, I just, because I just think she'll win it at BAFTA and then probably even SAG, honestly. And I think, I think she's just gonna, like, people are like, no one is saying, like, she's so undeniably, like, the best actor of her, like, generation, it feels like, that, no one is going to be Michelle Yeoh is a great story and everyone loves her and they'll all thank her and their wins. The Daniels did in Kiyokuan. Everyone will be like, thank God for Michelle Yeoh. We wouldn't be here without her, but there's, she's not going to get up there. It feels like in the end. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just like bad timing. Like, I mean, it's sometimes it's just timing too, you know, and, but this, this should have been like, it, in addition to the globe, like, a, a really gettable win from Michelle, like seeing yes. how much they love that movie. 
yeah, and knowing it, these the people in that group love this movie right you know? and I, like I, at the very least you would expect a tie <laughs> well yeah so that's what we expected i i thought for sure but and then the other i mean honestly i gotta say daniels did a little bit surprise me a best director i thought maybe i predicted spielberg i thought they would just go for spielberg when he wasn't it didn't seem like he was there and i was like uh-uh. that maybe is gonna be a sign that he's not gonna win uh and then I also thought Todd Field could win just because, again, the critics really loved it. It makes a lot of sense that Daniels won. And I guess they could easily, obviously, win Best Director at the Oscars. I know some people still don't even have them predicted to get nominated at the Oscars, it seems. At least some pundits are like, maybe they'll catch up now. Uh, but I don't know. I, um, guess I mean, they I don't win. think their win is that surprising. I think, I mean, I also um, had Spielberg, but I just kept him because he won the Globe. I think if he hadn't won the Globe, I would have just moved to the Daniels, just knowing that they love this movie. Right. You know, and I think, like, they also feel like because the Fablemans seems like it's or, well, it's it's been up and down, the Fablemans. Um, a lot more downs than ups, really. I mean, you know, it did win two Globes, but I think they see like best director at the Oscars, not as a complete lock for Spielberg. So, and, you know, knowing that they want to predict the Oscars, they see this as an opening to give to Daniels who could win DGA and the Oscars. I, I'm still not going to go off Spielberg for Oscars, but I think if obviously he lost the DGA, I would change my mind, but I just, I'm like, I can't imagine him not winning, even if the movie wins and they win screenplay, which I think could actually be in, in the conversation too then right like we i was hoping we were expecting maybe martin mcdonough would win there and then everything everyone wins best picture it is kind of funny like with like a a critical fave like banshees going home empty-handed here i mean i don't like we said i don't think it really matters in the in the no because like they're not industry so like neither are the globes so right um and then so and then everything everyone best picture totally unsurprising it seemed like the that was like a very obvious lock uh i'll give you a, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain just i had to do these win- the winners list and you're updating it and then you got to rewrite the top because at the top of the post i just left it it's like bullshit 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 that i wrote about like before the show this, and this is I, what happens when you're doing live stories you gotta edit edit up top so. and i started writing that everything everyone best picture at like yeah 10 30 i was just rewriting the whole top and i was oh, yeah like, i do that too yeah you, you just you want like dummy copy in there yeah and but i knew it won in my head if I was you like, forget that's that's when you get those you know posts that go live and you still have like tks in there yeah, like you can't have the won. tks yeah but i definitely was like typing it up and i was like i did not i did not publish it like this but i was like i had it all ready to go so i could write at 10 o'clock go bing it won because i knew yeah. it was gonna win it was so obvious it was gonna win uh and it's like not even a surprise yeah. um I would say like in terms of, you know, them trying to predict the Oscars, I could see bo- them getting both screenplay categories, quote unquote, wrong. So they went everything, everyone, women talking. This is where I would say like, and again, I know you don't agree with me with the speeches, but I was like, this is like, it would have been great to see Sarah Polly give a speech. We haven't gotten to see her give a speech really this whole award season. The movie is on the fringe, right? For a Best Picture nomination. We're in the middle of voting. If Sarah Polly gets to go up and give a speech for adapted screenplay and is like getting it blows very, you know, engaging, people are going to be like wowed by her speech. Maybe that helps it get, a, maybe more people think of it as a Best Picture nominee, right? In addition to adapted screenplay. Uh, but that didn't happen because they didn't do it. And she posted on Twitter a very funny tweet that you sent me that was like, I didn't even realize we won. And I didn't even know Hildur Goodendaughter won for Tar. Uh, and I thought women talking, but I didn't realize for 20 minutes that it was Tar. Uh, great stuff. She's so fun. I love Sarah Polly. 
Um, yeah, the the score win was great too for Tar, which is ineligible at the Oscars. But so, when we, as we were talking last week, it's like anyone can win here. <laughs> I put I literally put it in last place because I was like, well, obviously they're not going to go Tar for score because it won't get an Oscar win. And then they picked Tar, which I was surprised by, especially because there's not a lot of actually her score in the movie. That's why it's like not eligible. It's not even like bad. There's just not a lot of music for her in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's like she just, you know, she composed <laughs> music for Lydia Tarr right you know like that's her music and but you know critics choice they don't have those rules like the Oscars do so they could it could could be eligible here so it doesn't matter they also sent out a vinyl records for the Tarr uh that I know critics choice members got uh so maybe that was like a help because they were able to play it on their record players um so everything everywhere on screenplay adapted screenplays women talking uh film ensemble and comedy film went to glass onion over everything everywhere I got both of these wrong uh, I think so did you probably? um I I did too um and they also this was this wasn't even announced in the commercial break this was announced in the pre-show I was still at dinner when those were announced and I was like what <laughs> so funny thing I'd love to know that I would love to hear you know god nobody would care about this except for me but they were announced on Twitter by the glass onion Twitter feed that was where I saw it and then everybody's like oh glass onion won two awards they did not announce it on the show until literally much later in the show they did it as part of like one of the going to commercial breaks and they were like glass onion won glass onion won like they actually waited it was funny like those were already announced on twitter i think they were announced like from what i gather based on the tweets like they were announced during the pre-show during the four o'clock hour maybe i wasn't like that, watching like the, their red carpet so maybe it was that's, on the that's red what carpet. i gather okay. from it because i know they've done that before with certain categories because right. they also did like young actor too for right. Gabriel Gabriel LaBelle. LaBelle. so Which i also got wrong yeah um i so and then i think like the the glass on twitter just you know obviously tweeted it after right. so. okay that makes sense because i was like did they just jump the gun and then the critics didn't follow well, anyway that is a comedy more so than everything everywhere, I'd argue. Uh, so congratulations there on a comedy film win. And then for Ensemble, I'm very surprised it didn't win everything everywhere. But also it didn't need to win because it won every other award and the cast got up on stage like multiple times. So probably- I actually, I switched to Women Talking because I was like, that is the most ensemble and like they do want to support that film. Like it, like a lot of people in that group love that film. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we said Gabriel Lavelle for Young Actor, the only Fablemans win. So Fablemans got one victory for Gabriel LaBelle and Banshees and Nishirin got none. And those are potentially two of the three biggest Oscar contenders. And Top Gun just got one as well for cinematography. Uh, so these are like three of the biggest best picture contenders, we'd argue. Only got yeah, one. Yeah, but none of, I mean, I would say the only thing that's surprising was the Banshees shutout. Like the other two just winning one is not that surprising. Right. Um. What else? When I just, oh man, I just lost my page. Let's see. This is great stuff uh animated feature was pinocchio just steamrolling ahead getting Guillermo del toro another oscar it looks like uh foreign film went to rrr another non-surprise i would say uh top gun yeah because that's their favorite and like they don't this is a case where they don't care that it's not eligible at the oscars because it wasn't submitted right but this is their favorite and obviously also one song right one song uh cinematography top gun costume design was black panther wakanda forever Best editing went to everything everywhere, like we said. Hair and makeup, here's when I was like, wow, they really don't like the whale. It went to Elvis instead of the whale. I was shocked by that because I was like- I mean, I the, the make, hair and makeup in Elvis is good. It's fantastic. But I mean, like the whale is like the whole movie. The whale is, is just, it's prosthetics. And it's like- Right. Yeah. It's pretty great prosthetics though. It is really good. I mean, like I think it'll win at the Oscars. Best score, I literally had Tar in last place. I had women talking winning. So I had Hilder, just the wrong Hilder uh, to win. 
And then it, just like Sarah Polly thought, thought it was for a woman talking. <laughs> so that was why I put it. <laughs> then I had songs RR. Production design, I actually yelled because it was Babylon, Florencia Martin, who I interviewed and you interviewed last year for Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did Licorice Pizza. And she also did um, Twin Peaks and she loved my pillow. Oh, that's and nice. she, did, she didn't get one. So I was like, you need to hit up Showtime. Man, I had, I had in fourth place. I really went against my better uh, judgment there. And then Avatar won visual effects, and that's the best films. So yeah, like we said, I mean, nothing wild here. Even though we, I was forty seven percent accurate. You were fifty seven percent accurate. So I'm like, while I'm like, oh, no surprises here. I obviously bombed hard. Uh, but what are you going to do? I guess I don't know. I, I guess the Daniels. I don't, like I said, I don't think the Daniels are going to win best director. But if they win GGA, then I would say they are probably. And I still think Kate Blanchett won Best Actress. And the other three categories are maybe coming into focus more as well. Hugh Kwan and Angela Bassett. Let's go, I guess. I mean, again, key, like, that needs to be the first award at the Oscars. Probably will be. Like, like before they even start. <laughs> uh, for TV, Joyce, we both crushed. I, I, my, my ranking was six out of 1,800. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Top <laughs> 10. I know. I, I I voted for these like I was a member of the Critics' Choice Awards. I, I don't results. even know. I, have no, I don't even remember what I picked. I got 14 out of 16. The only two I got wrong were uh, Quinta Brunson, over, I, Gene Smart won Comedy Actress. We could go through the winner. So Abbott Elementary won Comedy Series. Uh, no surprise there, I would say. Gene Smart won Actress over Quinta Brunson, which did surprise me, obviously. Uh, Jeremy Allen White for The Bear for Comedy Actor. Supporting Actress went to Shirley Ralph. And then supporting actor went for Henry Winkler, where I had Leslie Jordan and then Tyler James Williams. So not great. Those are the comedy winners. So they, um, they I mean, they... I like, I know why you had Leslie Jordan. I was like, they're not actually the type to do that. No. So and not that I predicted Henry Winkler because I think I had TJ Dubs. But it just felt I'm like they would go to TJ Dubs. With Henry's win. So yeah. And great speech. I, like I said, you should watch him and Cheryl Lee Ralph together. They were really good. For drama series, uh, this one we just were like, this is their fave, Better Call Saul. They love the show. Um, it's, you know, Better Call Saul is just going to go emulous, but I mean, it's still eligible this year, but I don't think it's going to win, <laughs> sadly. But it, it's it's always going to have Critics' Choice Awards because mm-hmm. it won drama series um, for the first time. And Bob Odenkirk became the first person to win drama actor three times pretty great uh yeah. and it was great seeing him win people love bob odenkirk i was like i think he'll win at sag too probably right and then he better win at sag um, and, and he also gave supporting actor to john carlo esposito which um, i predicted because i was just looking at this list we were like none of these this is a, that was a really strange category joyce did i switch to him i don't even remember if i switched him i think i switched to him the other nominees <laughs> were matt smith for house of the dragon john lithgow for the old man ishmael cruz cordova for lord of the rings michael emerson for evil and andre brower for the good fight it's like of course john Carlos esposito is going to win there like i think i switched because I, re- I think i remember saying i just put matt smith in there as a placeholder yes but I don't. I can't even find my thing. I don't even know where it is. Oh, I got eighty-one percent. Oh, yeah, you did great too. We're great at TV. We're movie experts here. We did great at TV. I I love TV. I've you always do. loved TV. I you don't love TV. TV. I'm like I fine on TV. TV. Uh, Zendaya won Best Actress. Bob Odenkirk for Best Actor for Drama. Jennifer Coolidge for White Lotus did a much more uh, mannered uh, speech. Very quick. Probably because she was upstaged with another person, uh, and they had <laughs> to do two speeches at once, basically. Uh, with Giancarlo Esposito, who won a supporting actor. Uh, TV movie was weird. Al Yankovic's story. I mean, you must have been very happy with between that and Daniel Radcliffe. So. I had both of them winning, so yeah. 
And then I had the drop. I went, this is why I did so well. I decided to finally not give up, just give Only- up and pick the drop only out. because jessica chastain wasn't here so you can even go for her no so i had the dropout winning limited series and then amanda winning mini uh series movie tv movie actress radcliffe like we said nishi nash nishi nash betts won supporting actress gave a great speech and paul walter hauser won supporting actor in a limited series or movie uh much like they did at the golden globes and it felt like that was like a definite piggyback on the globes right i would feel for paul yeah um no because i think he was like the front runner, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Like he was ahead anyway. Like of You tell me Matthew Good wasn't gonna win. Listen, you're the offer stand here, so <laughs> you weren't even predicting him. No, remember I had and you, had, like and the offer stands were quite upset with you on Twitter. Uh, as good as gold wrote, sad to hear you don't think hashtag Matthew Good will win best supporting actor for Bob Evans and hashtag the offer at the Critics Choice Awards. But thank you for your continued support of him. Please, yes, we forgive you for the predictions. So I'm on good terms with well, you. Were Matthew right. Good. So yeah, I'm I'm on good terms with Matthew Good Army, and I was right. So maybe that helps. Uh, but You're Matthew just, Good was know, robbed. You didn't hope dicked it. So no, I couldn't. Uh, that was the TV. I'm trying to think what else we got, Joyce, from the show. Uh, was that uh, we we're going to talk about this maybe, or we could just do it now. Uh, Andrea Riseborough getting a mention in Kate Blanchett's speech right away. She's like great actors, like Andrew. She also mentioned her on the red carpet. She basically recycled her red carpet interview answers. Uh, (laughs) If you're like, why are we talking about the movie to Leslie? Uh, It's because everyone in Hollywood decided to tweet about it this weekend, starting with Edward Norton, you said? I have his tweet here. Edward started last week. Edward Norton wrote, I don't post a lot about films or actor performances. Maybe I should more often. But for those interested in really great acting, I'll share that Andrea Riesborough's performance in Two Leslie just knocked me sideways. It's about the most fully committed, emotionally deep, uh, physically harrowing performance I've seen in a while. Now we're into a second tweet. Just raw and utterly devoid of performative BS. It's a tough but really elegant and compassionate film, parentheses, by Michael Morris, where the emotion is really earned. I happened to catch it, and wow, I was really staggered by it. The depth she reached, very rare. Check it out and vote for her for Best Actress. He didn't write that. I'm editorializing there at the end because now everyone is saying vote for it Les- to Leslie. Well, and, and so like when, when he did that last week, um, I just thought like, oh, that's cool. He's supporting his Birdman co-star, right? Yeah. But then once voting started on Thursday, every actor comes out of the woodwork. Some of these people, I'm pretty sure, are not even Oscar voters. But I was, just, I was trying to figure out who is an Oscar voter there. It's not easy. I mean, some of these who are definitely not Oscar voters, no. okay? but a lot of them are. Yes. Um, and everyone, you know, when when Thursday hit, everyone all over their socials just stumping for Andrea Riseborough for two Leslie. And yeah, they're going. She was on. Um, well, Mark Marin is in the movie, too. So she was on his podcast right. um, as well. Uh, yesterday, Kate Winslet uh moderated a QA with her and Michael Morris. And then on Tuesday, the last day of Oscar voting, Amy Adams is gonna do the same thing. So they've all worked together. I mean Andrea has worked with a ton of people too. Um, prolific actor. Yeah. And then Michael Morris, if anyone doesn't know, he's married to Mary McCormick. Right. Uh star of the West Wing. Allison Janney, star of the West Wing, is also in this movie. And a lot of West Wing people are also stumping for Andrea. Right. So, but I really love, I know like so much of film Twitter is like completely shook by this. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? This is really shady. It's not shady at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's an indie film. I have not seen it. I haven't either. Yeah. 
but uh, it's an indie film. They obviously don't have uh, an awards budget. I don't even think they have a, like a regular PNA budget that much to, um, you know, promote the movie. And they're clearly just targeting Ampus voters because they want to get her the big one. Like there's a reason why they were not going all out, you know, throughout the fall for these precursor awards or these other awards because like we're, we just want to focus on the Oscars. Right. You know, <laughs> like that's uh, it. And it's like, like, it's really like, there's nothing shady about it. It's just a grassroots campaign. And I know like, you know, some of people thought it was weird that a lot of celebrities were using the same copy in their yes. tweets and posts. Like here, I'll read one. Um, Joe Montana was one of them who just wrote, uh, hashtag two Leslie movie is a small film with a great heart. Um, at Andrea Riseborough, uh, which is not even linked because uh, it doesn't exist gives the performance of the year and at Allison B. Janney, at Mark Marin, um, at Real Antique, at Mr. Dr. Uh, Dre Royo and Stephen Root are all incredible, directed by at film by Michael Morris. So a lot of celebs use the same copy and it's just like, you know, like her rep or whoever is like masterminding this. They just sent suggest a copy for these people to share yeah. um, if they don't want to compose something themselves. Totally fine. Because you know what? This is not really any different than someone signing a petition, right? right? And not actually reading the letter, but you support the cause. Right. So that's what they're uh, doing. They're supporting her cause. I think she's moved into the top 10 in our odds. Incredible. I would love for her to make it in because I be awesome. want more chaos. It'd be so great. She only needs, I mean, what does she need? Like 200 mentions probably? Um, It's, well... So the threshold is 218, I think, or 217, so. like one of one of those. But um, they do, it gets redistrib uh, redistributed in a certain way. Like yeah. I think like votes also get halved at some point. It depends on like how many people reach the threshold and if there's like a surplus of more than half or something or like double, like the surplus is double, like 218 or 217 or something. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, a lot of people are very perturbed by this. I'm like, this is fun. This is like the last minute twist we need. It'd be great. I mean, I love it. But uh, Kate Blanchett made a point to mention her. Now, like we said, it's Seth, or like Seth Rogen said, uh, four o'clock in the afternoon on CW or KTLA in this case, and seven o'clock, 10 o'clock at night in the East Coast on the CW, not a, not a large viewership base probably there. So not like a lot of people saw it, but a lot of people in the room maybe are like, oh yeah, I should, I got to watch that movie. Gotta watch it. Two Leslie. Gotta add to my list before the voting closes. How many of these celebrities who's been posting about it the past couple of days have seen this movie? 50%. How many of the celebrities do they... I'm sure a lot take... How, like, we're not gonna, I'm not going to say any names. How many people do you think actually take it seriously enough to watch the movies versus ask their assistants or whatever what they should vote for? Um... Uh, I, I think, I think the, the people who work with her would watch the movie. Like, I think Kate Winslet watched the movie. Definitely. If she's doing a Q and A. Yeah. Yeah. Like Amy Adams, uh, Frances Frischer definitely watched it. Cause she's like spearheading this whole thing. Yeah. Like if you've seen her Instagram posts, yeah. so she thinks, I, she thinks, um, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh and Viola Davis are locked. Hmm. I would say only two of those are locked. <laughs> We don't have violin, but maybe Francis. I mean, we're no. I'm not. I'm a nobody. I don't know anything. But I'm like maybe she is locked. I guess depends on what <laughs> so, people say. Yeah. Uh, Joyce, should we move to the BAFTA predictions because we're getting it's getting late and I'm getting tired. 
Um, I know we're closing on midnight here. It's 1130. Um, so that yeah. comes out on Thursday morning. Yes. And then we'll record on Thursday through our final Oscar picks, final in quotes, because we'll make a lot of changes before Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Um, so I guess let's go through. I, I haven't updated my BAFTA picks, honestly, since I think it started. So I'm going to do it live. I'm pulling a Joyce. You know what? I just did them today because I had not done them yet. <laughs> so uh, here are my picks for best picture. And then you can give yours. I have the Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Top Gun Maverick, All Quiet on the Western Front, and the movie Elvis. The movie Elvis. <laughs> not the man. No. The movie Elvis. So I have Banshees, Everything Everywhere, Top Gun Maverick, Tar, and also the movie. I thought about All Quiet um, and also Triangle of Sadness. And then I just didn't do either of them. <laughs> so I think All Quiet needs a boost because even though it's made a lot of short lists and as everyone is expecting it then to be like a major best picture player, including me, because I have it in there on my my 10. And it's very possible it could be in there at 10. Like we said, the seven, uh, the eight, nine, 10 spots are are wide open. Uh, but I don't know. I think it gets in here. It just feels like this This was the group that was very excited about All Quiet. They had 15, 14 or 15 long list mentions, right? So uh, I just think it'll get in here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to like read how well it would do because like even like some movies just get a lot of long list mentions and then they don't actually do that well overall. But I understand why you would think it does well. So, but basically I'm also using the BAFTAs um, see like what does well there to help me fill out my other slots in best picture at the Oscars. Right. So, but I can also see this kind of being like, you know, like House of Gucci, which which also got a lot of a completely different movie, of course. Yeah. But um, you know, didn't like get a lot of nominations in the end. So I don't know. And like Elvis was also popular over there. They also love Boz there. Um, even though I don't have a director. I don't have a director, director at, at BAFTA before. So. Yeah, I don't have a director either. Uh, let's do those. My director ones are fun, I would say. I have uh, Tar, Todd Field. I have Edward Berger, All Quiet on the Western Front. I have The Daniels for Everything Everywhere. Martin McDonough for Banshees. Charlotte Wells for After Sun. And uh, the director of St. Omar, who I don't actually have written down. Alice Diop. <laughs> Alice Diop, that's right. Uh, so that's who I have. I have those six. Um, I have the Daniels, Martin, Charlotte Wells, uh, Alice as well, uh, Todd Field, and decision to leave Park Chan Wook. So you have Park Chan Wook instead of All Quiet. Mm -hmm. I'm just going in on All Quiet here, but I could see it not being there. I actually think Todd Field could win at the Baptist. I guess we'll see. But maybe the Daniels will win if they'll just go chalk. Um, yeah, I don't actually know who went here. Like I did these just based on probability of getting nominated. Yes. So, so I do have the Daniels in first, but right. I don't know. Uh, next we have best actress. There's six slots choice. I have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Viola Davis for The Woman King, Daniel Deadweiler for Till, Anna de Armas for Blonde, and I do have Michelle Williams for the Fablemans, though I'm like really, <laughs> really kind of pushing it. Like, what if it's Leslie Manville? That's what I'm thinking. 
Um, I have Kate, Michelle Yeoh, Ana de Armas, Danielle Detweiler, Emma Thompson, for good luck to you, Leo Grand. And I too also still have Michelle Williams. So you went Michelle. So you I don't have Viola, and I have Viola and Michelle. Uh yeah. I don't know. I I can see Michelle Williams missing here. They didn't really go for Fablemans, right? Like the whole group, it seemed. No, but like BAFTA was reverse SAG because she made a long list and it didn't get uh, either Paul Dano or Judd Hirsch Correct. Um, on, the long, on the long list. Um, whereas at SAG, Paul got in and she obviously didn't. So this is going to be another place, I think, without question that Anna DeArmas will show up on her way to an Oscar nomination. I mean, we talked about this before, like yeah. way before even SAG. That was like she because yeah. she was getting, uh, you know, international play. Um, right. So she got in at London um a couple weeks ago but uh, yeah i could see michelle williams missing so so with the acting categories now uh it's top three automatic right and then the other three are jury picks Mm -hmm. so i think the top three here are kate michelle yo and anna yes (laughs) i think so too (laughs) so then is michelle with jury pick she would have to be in my mind um so yeah i, I don't know like it's because I, I i can actually see the fablemans getting nothing here but we, we can't predict all the categories here but um yeah i don't know uh for best actor joyce i have the six here i have are colin farrell austin butler bill nye then brendan frazier paul mescal and felix Kammerer. For all I have the same. Mind. That's the chalk six. This is a tough beat because the other, the other, like four are Daryl McCormick for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, which is actually an amazing performance, and he's so good. And, I, like, I thought about putting him instead of Felix, but I didn't. I just thought, like again, because the movie's bigger, right? Like All Quiet seemingly, in theory, is more seen and like liked by this group. But he's great in Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Tom Cruise, who we've kind of all moved off of, right? Uh, Harris Dickinson, who I really thought of, but I was like, I don't think he would be top three and I don't think he'll be a jury pick then, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, and Daniel Kaluuya for Nope, which I would be love to see. Uh, and I could see him getting in, to be perfectly honest, but I don't know. I'm not gonna I get see him getting in too, but I'm not going to do it. Um, no. I get to see Harris getting in too, I guess. Like, um, Triangle of Sadness did well on the long list. Uh, so... No. But I don't know. So the top three here, I think, are Colin, Austin, and Bill. Yes. And then Brendan's a jury pick for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Best Supporting Actress, I actually love this group because there's an actress I have in here who I would really love to see get nominated to Oscars, but I don't think would happen. But I have uh, Carrie Condon, Dolly DeLeon, Hong Chow, Jamie Lee Curtis, Angela Bassett, and then Amy Lou Wood for Living because she is so great in Living. And I would love to see her get an Oscar nomination. I just thought she's wonderful. That should be a coattail that happens, but it won't, obviously. But here it might. So that's what I got. Um, I have the same. Uh, that's the top six in our odds as well. Uh, it seems like the top five is the Oscars five, minus Amy Lou Wood. Like, I do think Dolly DeLeon gets in still at the Oscars over Stephanie Sue, but I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, I could also see Angela missing here. Um so I don't Angela, I can't decide if I if she is top three or not. <laughs> I don't think she would be top three. I could see her being. Yeah, I don't think she would be either. If you didn't have her in, 
who would you have? Like, I think Amy Lou Wood could be top three. I'm not kidding. Like, I really think she could. Um, I thought about putting L- Lashana Lynch. It's me too. So that would be the other one. Though I, I kind of think it maybe is the wrong movie because she's so great in Matilda. Uh, but I know she's also great in The Woman King and people love her, but she's not in it very much in The Woman King. That was always my problem with the performance. Um, I mean, I, I prefer um, other people in The Woman King to this performance. Yeah. I mean, I think she's great in it. but Yeah, she is. But yeah. it's like we said, like there's like three or uh, maybe two or three other supporting characters who are like almost better, maybe. I don't know. Um, would be great. Emma Thompson from Matilda, I could see too. Double nominee. I don't know. Uh, for supporting actor choice, this one, uh, I don't even know what to do with. Uh, well, we have a very clear top three. <laughs> so I've got Kyu Kwan, Brendan Gleeson, and Barry Keoghan. And then I have Brad Pitt. And then even though he's last in our odds, I have Tom Hanks. And then I stuck Michael Ward in there. But I don't believe it either. So that's my six. Um, well, I have the the top three. Yeah. And then I have Albrecht Schuch for All sure. Quiet. I also have Michael Ward. And then I just went to Ben Wishaw because I don't know. <laughs> so I went with Brad Pitt for Babylon because, I, like I said, I think people just really like him in the movie. I do think that people like him. And I went with Tom Hanks because it's an insane performance and they like the movie as well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I did. I might change to Woody Harrelson. I don't know. We'll see. Who... I mean, instead of instead of Ben, yeah. So tough. This is a tough category. Yeah. With no Fablemans, uh, guys, you're really no Fablemans, no Brian Tyree Henry. Help me out here, BAFTA. The the BTH snub from the long list is just cruel. That's a real choice. It's. I mean, it it also sucks because they narrowed down the long list this year too so we, we just have 10 now so i think he he would have been or he probably was in the top 15 but we I don't know so. we i mean i would have had him in if it was if it was on here. yeah for sure like if he made the long list like if this were last year i think he would be in there the top 15 and i would absolutely predict him um but he's not in here so no uh for screenplay original screenplay i have banshees of Inisherin, everything everywhere after sun tar and triangle of sadness um yeah i have the same that's top five in our odds seems yeah. pretty straightforward yeah i didn't do fablemans no do you yeah. think the fablemans makes it at the oscars yes better they can't snub tony two years in a row that's my take <laughs> uh for best adapted screenplay joys i made a last second switch so now i have the top five in the odds but it's living all Quiet, Women Talking, Glass Onion, and The Whale. I had The Wonder in there, but I moved to The Whale uh, today. Interesting. I have All Quiet, Living, Women Talking, Glass Onion, and The Quiet Girl. Mm, that's a good one. Way to go. That could easily happen. I know. I, I thought about The Wonder as well. Um, But then I just did this. So What about Pinocchio, which I also think could get nominated at the Oscars? I didn't think about this here, but I have thought about it for the Oscars before. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's like one extra spot of the Oscars that it could shake out of. Yeah. Uh, For best casting choice, I've got Everything Everywhere All at Once. I have Elvis, Banshees of Inisherin, Triangle of Sadness, and then All Quiet on the Western Front. Wow, I think this is the one where we debate the most. <laughs> I have 
everything everywhere the fablemans after sun triangle of sadness and matilda wow i almost had matilda no banshees for you no wow i it this is this is a hard one i mean it, it seems like there's the a lot of options here <laughs> the odds are all over the place because there's not one movie with 100 to 1 odds i think the only lock here is everything everywhere yeah, I put Elvis because it seemed like they really liked Elvis. I put All Quiet on the Western Front because they seemed to like All Quiet on the Western Front. I put Banshees because I thought it was should be in there and Triangle of Sadness because it's good. But all the ones you mentioned, I could see getting nominated. Matilda for sure, After Sun, sure. Failman's, yes. Especially because all three of those have great kid performances. And yeah, I, I think Elvis that's out. that was like my thinking. It was like the discovery factor. Yeah, great, too. great. And, discovery. and also like West Side Story won this last year. It's true. So. We was watching West Side Story today, Joyce can't believe I know you texted me <laughs> that we left that movie dead in the ditch at the Oscars that Mike Weiss wasn't nominated that Spielberg didn't win best director that uh, no puddle shot nomination Tony Kushner left out no he was he Janusz made it oh he made it he did make yeah, it. yeah no editing no, no editing. editing and no, that no supporting actor but you know who did nominate Mike BAFTA Man, we just I, to think that we have seventy-six-year-old Steven Spielberg putting out West Side Story and Fablements within ten months of each other, and he's not going to win an Oscar probably uh, is like is just nuts to me. It's truly yeah, nuts. I, I'm telling you, people take him for granted. We did not know how good we have it. Truly, yeah. like people no idea how good we have. Yeah. You guys just knocking out masterpieces like it's nineteen ninety-four all over again, nineteen ninety-three, and uh, nobody seems to care. Yeah. Uh, animated feature, Joyce. I just have the top uh, four, I guess, for this. Uh, Pinocchio, Puss in Boots, Marcel the Shell, and Turning Red. Same. I, I don't know. What is there to say about Pinocchio's BAFTA win? Nothing. I, I don't know. I mean, like, GTT is going to get another Oscar, so. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Then we're back to Best Picture. So we don't predict a lot of the categories in, in nomination. Yeah, the below the line stuff. Um, no. But, yeah. So, that's so that. I'll, we'll, we'll see. But I think Banshees will do well here. So I would not be surprised if All Quiet also does well here. Yeah. If everything everyone does amazing here as well, I just feel like it's going to, I, it still doesn't, I, I guess I would not be surprised. I think I moved it up into first in my best picture odds. I did move it ahead of Fablemans. Like before tonight, you mean? Yeah. 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 I, I've, I've had it in first for a while. Um, I think I have Fablemans in fourth. <laughs> I mean, look, I have Fablemans in third. I've Top Gun in fourth, but I could see changing that. I have Banshees in second. Banshees feels like it's closing in on a consensus. Uh, I think people think tonight was bad for Banshees and like, yeah, it got goose egg, but also it's not the industry. And I think it'll do well at BAFTA. I, I think it's bad on like first glance when you're like, wow, it didn't win anything. But if you actually yeah. look at where it was going to win, the only place it was really going to win tonight, I think would have been screenplay. And yeah. it didn't win there. Like, the critics would have been i think we said this when we were doing our predictions like if anybody gives carrie condon a win it would have been great and hopefully she does get a chance to give a speech at some point uh because she's great in the movie maybe bafta but the critics choice words did not do that so then it was another angela best um tell me something did better call Saul star carrie condon go up on stage when the show won no i didn't see her up there god I did put Joseph Kaczynski in for best director in my odds after DGA. So you have the DJ five. I have the DJ five. And like I said to you, I think in our column, I might dump McDonough by the end. You're just so he's your new Amanda. 
I think he is, but I'm also like, I could see him missing. I really do. I could see him missing because I think he might have the Sorkin, the Sorkin vibe of being like a writer who happens to direct, not taken as seriously as a director. No, but I think people do take him seriously. And I think Banshees is a lot stronger than Chicago 7. It is, but it isn't maybe i don't know i mean they both get like six nominations seven nominations six nominations it's gonna get four acting nominations it get four acting nominations picture and screenplay that would be six and yeah score. and then below the line what stuff. below the line though it's not really maybe score that's what i would it get score it could get some it could get editing which is the big one if it got editing that'd be great but i'm just saying i would not be surprised if mark mcdonald got knocked out for like ss roger Mooley. I don't think they would. I don't think that's going to be who replaces him. <laughs> it could be. I think they might go him and Kaczynski. Let's go. <laughs> no, because they're too snobby for that. They're just like, I mean, I. I they are, but I do think they all love Roger Mole. He's met like all of these people, all the branch members he's talking to. I feel like Jim Cameron loves him. Spielberg. Sure. But that doesn't mean they're voting for him. <laughs> like you they like you, you meet and like a lot of people. I think they're still. The the thing is, is like Todd Field getting in a DJ was huge because that like I think like he's set now and like Tar is also kind of like that Euro international pick that you would usually reserve for the Oscars. And I think he kind of fits that mold already, you know, for, for the Oscars. So then the obvious drop is obviously Kaczynski. Yeah, of course. But I'm gonna keep making so, want him to get in. So you're a hope dicting Joko. Yeah, I'm going in. And I got him 120 odds choice. So what are you going to do when Martin gets nominated? Uh, I'll be happy. I like the movie and I like Martin McDonough. I still like three billboards. I know. But he's your Amanda Seyfried. You just, you just will, will never predict him. No, but I, I, I'm predicting him. I think I was predicting him way earlier too. I had him, I've had him for months, but I'm just like. But what? it's just, it's just weird that the movie has proven to be very strong and stronger than three billboards because it's not, it doesn't have any racist baggage. Right. And yet you won't predict him. I am predicting him. I'm saying if I drop somebody, I think it would be him because I could just see him being dinged. As I know, like you like right. you don't want to predict him. That's the thing. Well, I am predicting him though. I have him. I'm not going to drop him yet. I'm just saying. But like you, you know that you want to. That's the thing. <laughs> I want to put Roger Moley in. Yeah, I do. <laughs> see, that's, that's because like the obvious drop is Joseph Kaczynski. I mean, it is. Yeah. I'll probably just keep the DJ five and call it a life. Uh, all right, Joyce, this is fun. I'll see if I could uh, save. I'm worried about my computer because I had to log out, Joyce. So this will be fun. We'll see. Pull back the curtain there a little bit. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.